Hello, Rebels. You're listening to a free audio-only recording of my show, Rebel Roundup. Now, if you like listening to this podcast, then you would love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our long-format TV-style shows here on The Rebel. Subscribers get access to watching my weekly show, as well as other great TV-style shows, too. It's only $8 a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for podcast listeners, you can also save an extra 10% on a new premium membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when you subscribe. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support Rebel News without spending a dime. And now, enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favorite Rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. Well, thanks to Ezra Levent's Scoop of the Year, we now know that Justin Trudeau actually invited members of China's People's Liberation Army to Canada so that these foreign troops could do some cold weather training at CFB Petawawa in Ontario. But get this, folks. Are Chinese nationals also here learning how to fly aircraft? <laughs> Just will you see what Kian Bexty discovered. Oh, not again. A shopper gets the bums rush by mall security guards for not wearing a mask, even though she had a bona fide medical exemption. Yet again, we have another story of how a corporation believes that its own internal policy trumps the rule of the land. Tamara Ugolini has all the infuriating details. And letters, we get your letters, we get them every minute of every day. And you had plenty to say about my video regarding Joshua Walker, who went shopping with his pregnant girlfriend earlier this month to Upper Canada Mall in Newmarket, Ontario. And what did Joshua pick up? Well, how about some bruises at the hands of the mall's security guards, plus criminal charges the next day from York Regional Police. And what was Joshua's crime? Well, that's the thing, folks. Looking at the video evidence, it doesn't appear that any crime was committed whatsoever. Those are your rebels. Now let's round them up. for Rebel News here in Red Deer, Alberta, just days after Rebel News broke a pretty concerning story that made news around the world. Justin Trudeau was favoring the People's Liberation Army over the dignity of his own military, the Canadian Armed Forces. Instead of agreeing with what the general at the time wanted to do, which was cancel all of the winter warfare training that was being held sort of as a diplomatic process for the appeasement of Xi Jinping, well, Instead of canceling that, Justin Trudeau wanted to continue it and double down. Justin Trudeau wanted to train generals and corporals and privates in the Chinese military, despite the advice saying that we shouldn't because, you know, 
they're currently holding hostage Canadian citizens, the two Michaels, Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor. That doesn't matter to Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau just wanted to help his friend Xi Jinping save face. This news made headlines across the world, from the United Kingdom to the United States. Tucker Carlson even interviewed Ezra Levant over this story, and the CBC the whole time was acting like nothing was happening. They were more concerned talking about the vocabulary of social justice warriors and Wimexin, or whatever you want to call them, instead of talking about the major classified document dump that Rebel News conducted over the course of last week. Now, why am I here in Red Deer? Well, following that story breaking, we received a lot of tips. The People's Liberation Army supposedly was training pilots here in Red Deer, actually just a few kilometers south of Red Deer at the now-closed CFB Penhold. These Chinese nationals are actually staying in the old barracks here, right here in Springbrook. Now, CFB Penhold specialized in long-range radar for NORAD. Boy, wouldn't China like to know exactly what was going on here at that base? Any sort of military secrets, I'm sure they'd be keen to learn. Now, if they were sending spies here, would they be sending spies as military personnel or just personnel civilians, in fact? maybe learning pseudo-military tactics like flying planes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you want a better? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what are you guys all doing here? Uh, pilot training. It's like pilot training? Yeah. Are you guys from? Where are you guys from? China. China. How long have you been here? Uh, almost Around five, 500 days. Yeah. 500 days, oh my gosh. Yeah. Is it just for like civilian training? Are you with the... No, for the uh, airlines. 500 days, holy man. Uh, wow. this, yeah. Well, we were interviewed with this, with this school. They were telling us around 15 months or 18 months. Yeah. But right now, I've already been around 500 days. 500 days. And we have a group of students that going back home. They spent 30 32 months. Yeah. Wow. So it's there's no is there any military training? Um, I don't I think so. so. No. Not not here. No. Uh, I I think the nearest military training is in Cold Lake. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thanks so much, guys. Now, teaching Chinese nationals pseudo-military things like flying planes isn't like teaching Chinese nationals how to I don't know bake a cake or build houses. This kind of training directly impacts our national security. They're learning how we fly planes, they're learning how we fly our planes specifically, and they're doing it at a closed down Canadian forces base. Why is that? And why is Justin Trudeau okay with that? Justin Trudeau actually wants to explicitly train the Chinese military, not just civilians, in how to fight in cold weather. He wants to train them in how to kill Canadians best in the winter. Wow, pick a descriptor, folks. Fascinating, inexplicable maddening, or perhaps all of the above. First, we learn that members of the Chinese army were learning how to wage war in cold weather conditions. And now we learn that Chinese nationals are learning how to fly planes right here in our great dominion. Oh, and they didn't covertly sneak into Canada like so many Patrick Browns sneaking into a hockey rink. Oh no, they were welcomed here with open arms by our very own Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? And joining me now with more on this incredible story is Kian Bexty. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, my friend. Thanks for having me, David. Kian, it comes down to this. We know from six years ago, Justin Trudeau, just before he became Prime Minister, he said, at a meeting in Toronto that 
China is the uh, basic dictatorship that he has admiration for. Why did he say that? What I'm getting at is, what does he admire about this nation that is clearly the biggest threat to world democracy right now? He, he, it's, I wouldn't even call China a nation, it's this empire now mm. that Justin Trudeau has adored because of their ability to subjugate their people. And he, I mean, he's followed, he's followed their tactics the whole way, that, you know, from, from manipulating the media, not just the CBC, but every newspaper in Canada now is basically on Trudeau's dole, yeah. uh, changing, changing the electorate. Just, uh, Xi Jinping, you know, he's not, a, he's not, he's not voted into office like most people, and Justin Trudeau would, would enjoys that, that method of, of power. That's, it's something that Trudeau, since you know, his father was in power, has enjoyed, using, using the, power of, you know, the power of the state in, in Ontario to subjugate Alberta, for example, just yep. like they're subjugating in China, uh, the Northwest. Uh, so Justin Trudeau admires China for all sorts of reasons, which makes me not surprised that they're training a new generation of pilots here in actually Alberta, coincidentally. Um, but it, 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 should, it shouldn't be surprising seeing how Trudeau has, has acted and conducted himself and uh, enacted government policy, both domestic and foreign, uh, over the past five years. And you know, Kia, what it all get, I mean, in fairness, the, these um, uh, people that you met at the base, they were not members of the People's Liberation Army. No. They, were, they were Chinese nationals. Uh, we presume they're civilians. But here's what I don't get when you connect the dots. Surely China has air bases. Surely China has airplanes. Surely there are cold weather regions of China where you can do cold weather training. Why are they here? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I mean, if, if you just assume nothing insidious is going on, you could say, well, maybe they're coming here because they want to learn how to fly in English. With, you know, the standard aviation language around the world is English. So I guess it's reasonable that they might want to come to an English-speaking country to learn how to fly. You might also say, well, China's airspace is super congested. So it's hard to just send a small plane up and just you know, screw around for an hour while mm. you learn how to fly. It's tough. To, there's a market of airspace there, and it's tough to do it. Canada has, conversely, a lot of airspace. So that's if you assume nothing in cities is going on. But it's China. This isn't. This isn't. You know, this isn't France yes. with a busy airspace from yeah. the United Kingdom to you know the east. Um, this is this is China. And there there was a point, and I've, I've said this before. There was a point in like the early 1900s when. It was okay to deal with the Germans, and then all of a sudden, it wasn't. Mm. And this might seem innocuous, right? Like it's they're training pilots, right? Like how how bad is that? Yeah. Uh, it's it's but it's not like bake, it's not like training a new generation of bakers in China. This is training people to fly heavy aircraft, our heavy aircraft, wherever China might want them to do that. Now the difference between flying a plane, flying a, a seven thirty seven full of civilians. The difference between that and flying it full of soldiers is really not that different. And, and Ken, even if they aren't members of the People's Liberation Army, how do we know if all of these people, um, or, or, or I should rephrase that, how do we know that some of these people aren't just spies? No, we don't. That's yeah. the whole problem, right? Like, there's hundreds of them there. Yeah. And hundreds of them have come and gone there. I, I'm not sure the exact numbers of who's there right now, but... One of these individuals said that they've been there for 500 days. Now, th that means they're th coming up on two years now. Who takes two years in a different country to learn how to fly 
the aircraft that that company, Monster Aviation, is teaching them to fly. It's very strange. No, 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 like you just, not only is that a huge waste of your money, it just doesn't take that long. This, they're not getting a doctorate. They're yeah. not getting a Jill Biden doctorate, right? No, now. 100%. And it's funny you mentioned that uh, uh, two years uh, date. Uh, that is, of course, how long it's actually been two years and a bit that the two Michaels have remained hostages in China. Uh, you would wonder why, with two Canadian citizens being unlawfully detained, uh, Kian, why we are allowing any kind of normal relations with China to begin with. Because Justin Trudeau doesn't, Trudeau doesn't care, right? Yeah. Like it's not, this isn't, this, isn't just, uh, this isn't just a matter of us allowing just a, what you would consider generally with take Trudeau out of the equation. China is a hostile nation. They're acting host, in a hostile manner to our allies and, and to people who you know, we're, we're neutral to at best, like Taiwan. Um, they're a hostile nation and we're training their people. We're helping them. And Justin Trudeau is standing at the sidelines looking at this saying, well, I don't see anything wrong here. Uh, it's just uh, my uh, friend Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping over there uh, learning how to uh, train a generation of, of pilots. It's, it's, it's strange that he's not trying to intervene to stop yeah. this. I feel like Aaron O'Toole, and I want to bring it, like mention him a little bit because yeah. I want to give him some, some you know, I, I want to be grateful for what he's doing right now a little bit because he's actually taking quite a hard line on China, yes. saying that they are a threat. We need to recognize that the, the, the communists over there are an equal threat to us as the USSR was to us back in the 1960s, 70s, 80s. Oh, 100%. And Keen, one last thing. I get the impression that behind closed doors, the Chinese Communist Party in Beijing is having a gut laugh. The idea that they can send their troops into Canada for training, the idea to see what's happening in the US uh, with the election, um, it, it's almost as though, you know what? We really don't have to wage war on a lot of these Western nations. We can just let them destroy themselves with their own ridiculous policy decisions. No, yeah, Canadians need a wake up call and they need it now and Americans need the same one. China is at war with us, not necessarily, not necessarily militaristically, but they are at war with us yep. and they are winning. They're, they're winning on the culture front, they're winning on uh, the, the economic front, and we're just standing by and letting it happen. Yeah. Justin Trudeau is, at least. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, Kian, once again, uh, thank you so much for all this uh, uh, shoe leather journalism you're doing, going to these bases, uh, going down to Spadina Avenue to check out Dominion Voting. Uh, certainly hardly when anyone else is uh, doing this. Yeah, what, when is the CBC gonna run some expos? Oh, I forgot, they're, they're in the government's pocket, as is so much of mainstream media. There's another disgrace. Folks, keep it here. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. London, Ontario, I am at the White Oaks Mall for Rebel News. I'm Tamara Ugolini bringing you a crazy mask enforcement story that was lucky enough to be caught on camera by Andre Lejos. 
here on the fly. Uh, the the victim here was Audrey Pinnell. And um, we're just going to do a quick little recap of what happened to Audrey. This was a few days ago, a week ago now, Audrey? Monday the 7th. On Monday the 7th of December. Now, can you just give us a, a brief overview, a rundown of how this situation unfolded at White Oaks Mall? Okay, so um, I, entered, I entered the building itself through Walmart doors. Um, I was asked at that point if I had a mask to put on. I said, no, I have a medical exemption, but thank you for asking. And they said, fine, so I walked through. I went out to the mall, walked to the back of the mall, was calling my friend to have coffee and Cinnabon, we were hoping anyways, um, got to the back of the mall. I had another security guard at that point um, approach me and told me that I, I needed to have a mask on. And I said, I'm sorry, but I have a, a medical exemption. I can't wear one. And he said, oh, okay, that's fine. And he walked away. So I'm on the phone talking. I had another security guard, a small female, come up and she wanted to talk to me. And I basically put her with the one minute finger saying that, you know, I was talking to somebody. As I finished up my conversation on the phone, I turned around and there was this huge man with a badge shoved in my face, telling me that I had to put a mask on. Um, I, I didn't know who he was. I, I didn't even have a chance to read the badge. I told him that I was medically exempt. I couldn't wear a mask. And he said, it doesn't matter. You have to put one on. Well, folks, yet again, another example of egregious customer service, thanks to that clear and present threat that is the Wuhan virus. But the woman who was manhandled and ejected from London's White Oaks Mall had a medical exemption not to wear a mask. So pray tell, why was that exemption not being honored in the first place? And joining me now to discuss this latest awful case of face diaper enforcement is Tamara Ugolini. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, Tamara. Thank you, David. Happy to be here. I'm, and I'm so happy to see you in the flesh, so to speak. Tamara, um, I think this is another example and it's a continuing trend, isn't it? Where a corporation, a gym, an airline, a condominium, you name it, they seem to believe that their own internal corporate policy trumps the rule of law. What's going on? <clears throat> it seems like a great question, David. Uh, as we see the progression for 2020 and on its way out, I mean, things just seem to be getting more aggressive and enforced more aggressively. Uh, so I'm not sure where the line gets drawn or where these with these corporations and establishments get off creating their own arbitrary rules. Um, hopefully with some more investigative reporting, we can get to the bottom of some of that. You know, Chmer, is it a matter that some of the corporations out there and others who are demanding mask compliance are they hedging their bets? And what I mean by that, do they feel that if we tell this person to mask up or get out or you'll be physically removed, they'll do so. And they and probably in this hellacious year of 2020, they don't have the resources to hire a lawyer and go mm -hmm. after us. So is it a matter of intimidation and counting on the person not having the resources to right the wrong in the first place? 
I mean, hard to say. I think that there's just been so many changes with legislation and law and rules and guidelines and mandates that no one knows what's what anymore. Um, even the police seem to, you know, go back to the Emergency Measurement Act, I think it was back from the summer. But now everything falls under the Ontario, here in Ontario specifically, the Ontario Reopening Act. And law enforcement doesn't seem to even know that. So that's the concerning part here is that things are being enforced, but they're not really even sure what's being enforced and what the law says. Yeah, that, that is disturbing. And Tamara, the White Oaks Mall in London, Ontario, have, um, have they made any more comment on this incident since you aired that video? Yeah, so the mall management uh, and the security company uh, that works within that mall um, were not keen on making a comment. I do have some recordings. Uh, the local police were kind enough to get back to me. I, I have a few other clarifi clarification questions for them. Um, so I'm hoping to publish an updated report uh, here soon, hopefully before Christmas, um, depending again on the timeliness of their responses. Yeah, and I should point out to the folks that uh, if you are being slapped with a uh, some sort of bylaw infraction, some kind of law enforcement ticket, uh, geez, going back to the spring, we've been running fightthefines.com. Reach out, tell us your story, and we are going to fund, uh, crowdfund that is, a criminal lawyer to take up your case. Because at the end of the day, Tamara, it comes down to this, um, pandemic or no pandemic, we still have our charter rights. Mm -hmm. And these kind of bylaws, these kind of you know political lockdown statements, they do not trump the charter, do they? Mm -hmm. Well, that's right. And the sad thing here, too, is that a lot of these people uh, with the mask enforcement that I'm finding, especially, uh, is that there's no actual fines taking place here. There's, there's, they're being threatened and they're being coerced, but there's no follow through with an actual fine or a charge. Yes. Um, so that in itself is, is pretty questionable. And the one last thing that we have to point out, it seems that certain uh, types, and I'm talking about um, security guards in malls, for instance, but not exclusively limited to that. It's almost as though they're, they're getting emboldened. Um, mm -hmm. We have covered stories um, in addition to what happened at White Oaks with physicality. Uh, Joshua Walker, the, uh, the Canadian Armed Forces man, who uh, a week ago was at Upper Canada Mall and basically got gang tackled for likening the security guards to Curly, Larry, and Moe, the Three Stooges. I'd wear that as a badge <laughs> of honor, to be honest. I'm a huge Three Stooges mm -hmm. fan. But it was such an overreach. You have a story that's going to come out uh, in uh, a couple of days, I believe, mm -hmm. of someone who was actually tasered, tasered for non-mask compliance. I mean, that's... But he, no, he was wearing a mask. And it's in a gym, so he, there's gray area. And the whole thing is just getting so outlandish. You, it's so hard to keep track. Myself, let alone the law enforcement and these, I call them mini dictators at these establishments. Yeah, I think, and you're right. And it starts with the political process and our boss, Ezra Levant, he has said on many occasions that one thing this pandemic has done is that certain bureaucrats, certain politicians, certain elected leaders, and this is of every level, of every political mm -hmm. stripe, They've had a little taste of totalitarian power, and you know what, Tamara? 
kind of like the taste, don't they? They sure seem to. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, there you have it, folks. Yet another egregious example of mass compliance. And I have to tell you, I've, I've said this since um, the pandemic uh, kicked into overdrive earlier this year. 2020 for me is the most insane year I've been on this planet. The only question is, there's, well, there's 13 days left until the end of 2020. Have we reached peak insanity? Who knows? <laughs> Keep it here. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. David Menzies for Rebel News here in Pickering, Ontario. And folks, I am with Joshua Walker and his girlfriend, Samantha Johnson. And the reason I'm with the couple is that, well, you know, when you go to a shopping mall, as this couple did last week, uh, what do you expect to do? Uh, well, as the name would imply, do a little shopping, maybe grab a snack, go to a movie. You sure don't expect to get tackled by a half dozen mall security guards apparently for no reason and joshua that is exactly what happened to you last week in newmarket ontario you were going you went to the upper canada mall i believe and um well tell us the story i believe it all starts to unravel in the food court correct uh yes that's correct we uh we we came in the mall to do a little christmas shopping um we were wearing our mask when we came in uh fast forward to the food court uh, we were hungry. My my girlfriend's pregnant, so she, we were all hungry, and um, I, we bought some food at the food court. And uh, there was nothing that she wanted, so I bought some sushi and some teriyaki. And she she's allergic to sushi, so she goes, "You eat your sushi." <laughs> she made a joke, like, "Get away from me!" So she, so she went to shop, and I sat down. I just kind of just kind of blended in around uh, the food court area where other people were already eating and sitting. Actually, in fact, a, a gentleman in a wheelchair uh, wheeled up shortly after I sat down about six feet from from me and he was eating his food as well security guard came over and said you can't eat you can't eat here and, and he was directing the comments at you not the other people uh, right right towards me okay. and I, I honestly I, I chuckled just under my mask I, or under my breath I chuckled and uh, you know shortly after you came out Sam she came out of the, the, the where, uh, where, wherever she was and uh, it, it, it was it was it was it was it was really funny to us because Honestly, stereotypically, you'd think, you know, the black man would be giving more attitude. But the reason I'm saying it was funny is because the guy in the wheelchair, the Caucasian gentleman, a little bit lighter, lighter uh, complexion, was actually giving the security attitude. The secu okay. And so the security guard shifted his attention from me and started talking to him. And then he was saying, you can't eat here. And the guy in the wheelchair said, well, if we can't eat here, then tell us this, why then they should stop selling food in the food court. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Stand and eat it, I guess. And I, I suppose that was the rule that there was no sitting down, I guess. Yes, it was for takeout only, but but Joshua, you alluded to something I think is very important. Do you think your skin color had something to do with this? Do you think there was some sort of a uh, a racial targeting of you because you mentioned there were other people in the food court, and I presume you were the only black gentleman there? I I, I don't know to be honest with you if I was the only black gentleman there, but I do know that there were other people eating, and there was another Caucasian gentleman that I believe wasn't asked to to leave the. Uh, the, 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 the leave the mall. He, in fact, left his garbage, and Sam said I picked up my garbage and threw it out, and we were complying with their request to leave. We packed up our food, I took my soda, and we were we were leaving. So, uh, I, you know, regardless of the, I, I felt I felt targeted, but I, it was kind of funny. 
a little bit funny to us that the guy in the wheelchair was giving them attitude and we just said huh, okay we're, we're out of here you know like my girl my she, sam took a bite of the food and we put our masks on and then we were, were leaving and Samantha, was that indeed what you happened upon when you came upon yeah. the food court? So when I came out, when I came out from um, shopping, because he was like, as he said, he was eating sushi, and I'm allergic to sushi, right? So when I came back out, I had just came back out in time for um, this gentleman in the wheelchair to actually be saying stuff to the security. Um, and again, we were laughing at it because it was kind of funny. Again, stereotypically, you know, you don't really see that often, right? So um, yeah, it was definitely alarming when they asked us to leave the premises over not eating. Or or not like leaving eating the food and it was just over that type of situation it was just crazy because it, it's it's like okay fine give us a warning or something and allow us to proceed to clean up and whatever else but they didn't even give us that opportunity it was straight you have to leave the mall oh so you this know? is very interesting too this wasn't you had wrapped up your shopping this was you leaving because they said i guess it's one strike and you're out if you dare to sit down and eat some food in exactly. the food court okay so you're at this point, there's a couple of security guards. They are frog marching you out of the, the mall. And, and folks, we have some video of this. Yes. Let's just take a look at what went down. <laughs> Yo, you got the three fucking stooges here. Curly, there's Curly. That's Curly. Larry and fucking Mo over there. <laughs> Don't put your hands on me, bro. Don't put your hands on me. Don't put your hands on me! Don't put your hands on me! Don't put your hands on me, bro! What the fuck are you doing, bro? Don't put your hands on me! Hey! Hey! You cannot put your hands on him! What are you doing, bro? Stop! What are you talking about? We're leaving! What a disgrace. A man who is currently serving in the Canadian Armed Forces gets tackled and roughed up by mall cops and then gets criminally charged by the real cops. And for what exactly? For illegally eating a sandwich in a food court? For comparing the security guards to Curly, Larry and Moe? Are you kidding me? Makes you wonder if Upper Canada Mall is actually located in the Dominion of Canada as opposed to some Banana Republic dictatorship. Again, what a disgrace, and all in the name of keeping us safe from the Wuhan virus. In any event, you had plenty to say about the egregious treatment Joshua Walker received at the hands of some overzealous security guards. Locker 186, Locker 186 writes, I hate going out now, not because of fear of a virus with a 99% survival rate, but because of the people slash idiots I encounter on my journey. You know, I can't say I blame you, Locker 186. I have almost zero fear when it comes to contracting the Wuhan virus. Alas, dealing with power drunk COVID Karens, <laughs> that's another matter entirely. Emily Blue writes, maybe the mall cops didn't like being mocked by you, calling them the Three Stooges, which they were. Yeah, that's what kills me, Emily Blue, is that being likened to the Three Stooges is so minor on the insult list. It's absolutely astonishing that this remark triggered these guards in the first place. Oh, and by the way, I'm a huge Three Stooges fan. 
the best comedy ensemble in the history of mankind? If you were to call me a member of the Three Stooges, believe me, I'd wear that as a badge of honor. Avril Williams writes, Here is a brave young man who selflessly defends our country and our freedoms, and he's attacked by the enemy from within. Disgusting and shameful, those bullies, cowards, should be prosecuted. Well, Avril, we are indeed crowdfunding Joshua's legal fees to get a measure of justice here. And for anyone who would like to help out, please visit helpjoshua.com. Appreciate that. Colin Cooper writes, If I was a store owner paying rent in this mall, I would be pissed and stop paying rent. These security guards are driving customers out. You know, that's a great point, Colin. Especially these days, retailers need shoppers to come to the mall when it's open, that is. They sure as heck don't want shoppers ejected from the mall due to some security guards suffering from, oh, I don't know, hurt feelings. Crazy. And John Smith writes, 42, bad back, kid going through cancer, don't sleep. In no way would I ever let four, five, six security guards do that to anyone. I just don't care anymore. The way security is walking around these days, they need to be made an example of. Well, you know, John, I'm very sorry to hear about your back problems and that your child is suffering through cancer. I hope you both get better soon. And the way to deal with security guards who don't understand the rule of law is to tell them to, well, find another profession. Look, I'm sure security guards deal with plenty of people on a daily basis that are looking for trouble. But Joshua Walker was not one of those persons, and their behavior was downright shameful. Well, that wraps up another edition of Rebel Roundup. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. And hey, folks, never forget, without risk, there can be no glory. Good night.